Hey, Nelson, alcoholic addict. That is not my real name. That's my pen name that I use here at LOL Sober. Uh, when I hit rock bottom with drugs and alcohol, I went to rehab. And more specifically, I went to an intensive outpatient program at a rehab facility. Um, I had never been to a 12-step meeting before. And so I started, started out going to intensive outpatient, and I got close with the counselors Almost immediately, I learned that I would I would not be able to leave rehab until I had a, established that I had a program outside of the rehab, too. It was not one of those programs where you just go for three months and they wave to you goodbye. Like, you had to prove it. Um, so I figured, hey, I, I should start going to these 12-step meetings that everybody's talking about. So I did, and I picked up a sponsor right away because, again, that's what my rehab counselor said I should do. And for the first month or so of my sobriety... My program was pretty, it was aggressive, but it was small. It was, I was going to meetings. I was going to intensive outpatient meetings at night. Uh, and I was meeting with the rehab counselors and other patients. And I was talking to my sponsor and it worked pretty well. But then I remember one day my sponsor said to me, Hey, you have to get other phone numbers and find other people than just me. And my, my first thought was, uh, Oh no, he won't. He wants to break up with me. <laughs> but that was just the very, very insecure newcomer uh, person that was standing in front of him on that day. And my second thought was a little better. And it was, you know, my second thought was something like, uh, you know, he, oh, he's, he's just worried that he might be busy and not able to pick up a phone call from me if I call him. And I said that to him and uh, he smiled and he said, well, that's, that's one part of it. I'm busy. Um, I want to help you as much as I can, but sometimes I'm like at a, I'm on vacation, you know, something like that. And then he said, you know, the bigger thing is I don't know everything. In fact, I, I know very little. I know what worked for me and that's about it. I can tell you all about that as much as possible, but I think you need a wide network of people. And I, I still didn't quite get what he, what, what, what was he trying to say to me? And so I pressed him on it a little bit and because I really looked up to him. And when I look when I looked up to him, I thought, you know, he has what I want. And that's just like I just want to focus on that. He has what I want. I'm just going to like drill into that. But he explained it some more and he said, you know, you want a very diverse lineup of people in your sober life so that you can always find someone to lean on for whatever kinds of issues you might run into. Um, you know, if you work in corporate world, you want corporate people, you know, a person or two to kind of talk to you about that. If you're getting divorced, you want somebody who's been through that. If you're young, you want some young people, you probably want some older people too. You know, you want all of that. And so when he said that, I, I, I nodded along, but I still didn't really understand why I needed to have 10 people like my sponsor when I already had him. But the good news, the good news looking back on it is, um, you know, in my early recovery, I really did have an open mind, probably more than I would have thought and, and probably more open than I have right now, to be honest, because I remember thinking like, okay, you know, I really trust this dude and he's saying this helped him and might help me. Like, what the hell do I have to lose? And so when I look back on early recovery, I mean, being open-minded, it, it, it might've been the, the single most important thing I had going for me, you know, and it, it's not like I it's not like I really even had anything to do with it. I, I just felt so broken inside that I I just surrendered to the world. I'd given up. And I said, you know, tell me what to do, and I'll do it. So fast forward 13 or so years, and um, 
you know, these days I have an awesome network of sober people in my life. I have, I've assembled people who are young, who are old, who are literature experts, who aren't literature experts, who go to a lot of meetings, who don't go to very many, who people who go to um, all sorts of different kinds of meetings and therapy, people with kids, people in corporate life, people who aren't in corporate life, retired people, you name it. It's an incredible Rolodex of people with all different types of backgrounds for all different challenges in recovery. It is a beautiful, I love my phone. I love the, the address book in my phone. It just has a lot of great numbers. And sometimes I need my network for big things and sometimes for small things, you know, a case in point. The reason I'm writing this right now is the other day I was at an airport, the airport near my house, um, and I was listening to a podcast on my AirPods and there was an announcement and I barely heard it, but I thought, huh, that it's weird. Like that kind of sounded like they said my name. And like most responsible adults, I heard that and I said, eh, it's probably somebody else. And I ignored it. <laughs> Great plan, right? Um, and then my phone started to ring. Uh, it was a sober friend who was in the airport and had also texted me right before he called. And the text said, get back to security. And I answered the phone call figuring, oh, they must have really actually said my name. And when I answered the phone, he it was my friend on the other end. And he said, you know, they, they yes, they announced your name. Get back to security. And so I hustled back and I discovered I had left behind one of my cards from my wallet. And it would have been a giant pain in the ass if I hadn't gotten it back. And I... You know, not only would I have lost it, I wouldn't have even remembered like where I lost it. So it's not like I could have called the airport. I would have just thought it fell out of my pocket. I don't know. It just was wouldn't have been good. And, you know, it's a small thing, but that was reason number, what, 417 for why you want to have a lot of sober friends, not just one or two or a few. Uh, sometimes, sometimes my network saves me from the big stuff like drinking and drugging or getting arrested because I'm enraged about something. And sometimes it saves me from smaller stuff like, you know, losing a credit card. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for letting me share.